All right, so I literally hit it with a frying pan and flushed it down the toilet. But like there was nothing else I could do. I was out of options. I was cornered. I did my best. I tried everything. You guys, it had to be done. It's just the classic whack and flush. We've all been there and we're all just trying to get by. Alright, so before I get into the story about what I hit with a frying pan, as well as the actual point of this episode, there's a few things we need to address. A little housekeeping issues, if you will. Do you guys remember when your teachers used to say that? Like, that used to get on my nerves. Like, we need to do some housekeeping. Like, we're not at home, we're at school. Just tell us you need to suck the fun out of the next 30 minutes and go on. But no, we're going to say cute things like housekeeping. First of all, Episodes will now be bi-weekly, meaning there will be one episode every two weeks until further notice. As you have probably realized, this is my first episode in a couple weeks because the move has been crazy, I have been all over the place, and I've just decided that I really want to crack down on my craft. The first few episodes of this show were not exactly test dummies or guinea pigs, but it was more about me deciding if I really wanted to do this or if I even really could do this. I have since realized that I love it, and I can do it, and I want to do it. So I'm going to take my sweet time producing content and really making sure that I say what I want to say, and that I edit well, and that I advertise well, and just do this right. I really want to give you all my best, whether you want it or not. And that is why I've decided that it's best for me to take 14 days to make episodes instead of seven. Now, moving on to our second little piece of housekeeping business, I want to make something very clear. This episode that you all are about to listen to has genuinely been the hardest one yet. I've been putting it off. I've been avoiding it. I've been scared of it because it it hits different and it hits different this time because this is the first time I've ever recorded an episode after receiving a wave of negative feedback. It has been brought to my attention that I have been the topic of multiple roast sessions. Now, for the two of you listening that don't know what a roast session is, don't worry, you won't be left out. I'll explain. A roast is when people are hanging out and they all go in on one person, whether that person is present or not, or maybe it's a store or a food or whatever. Typically, it's people though. So everyone in the room just kind of goes ham on roasting that one person, if you will. So... That being said, my show and my apparently cringy personality has been the topic of multiple roast sessions by some people I've never even met, some people I have, and I just want to say something directly to those that have been roasting me. Are you ready? Here it is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not hurt. I'm not upset. Your opinion is valid. Your criticism is welcome. I'm not necessarily going to sit here and take it all day long, but I understand that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Those are the exact words I used in the very first episode, and I stand by that. I am not everyone's cup of tea. My personality is a lot for most people, and this show is not for everybody. That's totally fair. You're not wrong. Fun fact about me, I don't really enjoy eating Mexican food. I don't know why. I've just never been into it. Look at that. We both have things that we're not into. Cheers, mate is what it is. I will say though, thank you so much 
for tuning in and for the downloads and for giving my show, my silly little podcast, your time of day. Like, that means the world to me. Like, oh my gosh, guys, people literally download episodes just to listen and pick apart everything I say. Like, I don't know. I just think that is pretty cool. Um, it's something <laughs> good or bad, whatever. It's something. And honestly, I appreciate it. Every download gets me closer to where I want to be. Now on that topic, I want to say thank you to those that have been supporting and tuning in and giving me positive feedback, rating me five stars, reviewing on iTunes, all those things, telling your friends, putting it on your Instagram story. Thank you so much because you all are the reason this show is where it is. And honestly, I never thought it would turn out like this. Like you guys, I have got to meet my favorite authors. I have been connected with people I never thought I would meet. I've had opportunities that I can't disclose yet, but I never thought I would have. And it's even allowed me to like reconnect with people in my life that I haven't talked to in a long time. It's been such a blessing. Like I can't even wrap my head around this. I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about the world. I've learned so much about media. And I'm just ready for whatever journey this podcast takes me on. Whether it's good or bad or big or small, every step is so exciting and exhilarating and I'm ready. So regardless of if you're into what I'm doing or not, thank you for being here and giving me the time of day because I know I don't deserve it. But I will always, always appreciate it and I never want to take it for granted. So now that all that is over, mini update, I did successfully move to Louisville, depending on your definition of success. I am settled in. I'm ready to start my new job. I'll be working in a psychiatric hospital and I'll be treating adults. There's the update. It's time for the main course. This is what we came for, right? No. (laughs) I'm going to be very honest with you all about something that's important to me and something that I feel like I haven't done well. And just kind of a new goal I'm setting for myself. So, fun fact about me, I'm a Christian and I have had a relationship with Jesus for 10 years. At least. No, it's been almost 11 now. Wow. It's been a minute. But I'm not here to give you my full testimony. I'm not going to share the gospel with you. I'm not going to try and change your mind. If you're not into Jesus and if you're not into Christianity, that's totally cool. You're still welcome here. All people, all religions, all political views, whether you like Mexican food or not whether you even like me or not, you're welcome here. This is your space to be who you are. Now, that being said, I am going to talk about Jesus just a tad bit because he is the reason I am who I am and he is the reason that I'm making these goals. And so I encourage you to listen regardless of your beliefs because I do feel like these principles are applicable to everyone's life. We'll get the Bible verses out of the way. 1 Peter 4, 8 tells us that we should love each other above all else because love covers a multitude of wrongdoings. And I know I'm probably like, mixing different versions and translations but essentially this love is the key to covering up wrongdoings love is the key to building relationships love is the key to diversity and inclusion and peace and acceptance it's it's love and john three seventeen tells us that jesus didn't come to the earth to condemn anyone christians are called to love all people just like jesus did we're called to be like him we're not called to hate We're not called to seek harm, and we're definitely not called to judge. His purpose was to bring love and truth and light and to serve other people. He brought peace. He provided a way for us to be justified before God. And let me make one thing very, very clear. I am not worthy of it one bit. I am not worthy of Jesus giving me the time of day. I know myself, guys. I Listen, I suck as a person in a multitude of ways, and I'm not even going to elaborate on that. But trust me when I say 
I know what it's like to do something so horrible and feel so guilty that you think the only way to rectify the situation is to end your own life. I know what it's like to not be able to look in the mirror without genuinely wanting to throw up because I hate myself. I've been there, guys, because I've done some pretty horrible things. Now, people don't just feel guilty for no reason. Like, obviously, I've done some pretty stupid things. And I'm no better than anyone on this earth. But I know one thing's for certain. I know that Jesus loves me and I know that he made me for a purpose. And if he did that for me, and if he loves me, I know he loves everyone else. And knowing that Jesus loves every person on this earth and that he created them all for a purpose, it's really reframed the way I think and see people. It really shows me why everyone is so valuable and everyone is so deserving of grace and acceptance and inclusion And I just can't unsee that, if that makes sense. Like, I can't go back to wanting to hold grudges. I can't go back to wanting to cut people off. I can't go back to wanting any ill will on anybody now. And I know I've been a Christian for a long time, but Jesus has really transformed the way I view the people around me. You know, I chose social work and mental health because I believe everyone needs help and they deserve to have someone there when they need it. And I wanted to help and I wanted to serve others and I wanted to just be a light and hope and healing just like Jesus was. That's why I chose this career. And as a whole, like as a whole people, I feel like regardless of your religions or beliefs or background, we have gotten our priorities so wrong. And because we have all been making the same mistake, nobody is noticing it. I'm serious. It's almost comical. We're all doing the same stupid thing at the same time and calling it okay. It's pretty cute. You guys, we're messing up our priorities, or at least I am. We're so fixated on the things we have to do, the mundane, the busyness of being a person and just being alive right now. We have our little magnifying glasses hovered over our to-do list, all the things we want, all the things we need, all the things we have to get done. We forget what matters most, and you guys, that's each other. We forget that the most important things in our lives are not things, they're people. Let me give you an example. So again, I'm a therapist. I went through this phase for a while where I hated my career and I regretted studying social work and becoming a therapist and working in mental health. I thought I was so stupid because I work so hard and so many hours for so little money and I felt like what I was doing wasn't doing me any favors, like I had yet to make a right move that was going to benefit me. But then it hit me. It hit me not too long ago. What does that have to do with anything? I chose this career knowing good and well I was going to be busy, overworked, and underpaid. And I still chose it because I set out on a mission to help others. I set out on a mission to make my life about helping others. And the everyday stresses of work and making ends meet and being an adult made me lose sight of why I ever started becoming a therapist. You guys, it was never about me. It was about making a difference in other people's lives. Yes, bills have to be paid. Yes, ends have to be met. And they are. I make enough to survive. But when I fixate on my bank account and not having everything I want and not being able to just swipe my debit card when I'm in the mood to, I get so pissy and so disappointed. And when I'm tired at five o'clock and I can't go out to dinner with friends and I can't get more podcast stuff done because I'm so drained by all the things I've done, I get bitter and I get frustrated. But when I think about my day in terms of the smiles I've received, in terms of seeing my kids, which will, I mean, now I see adults, but I've always seen kids prior, seeing my kids meet goals that they've had and have breakthroughs and process things. When I see that and I fixate on that, I feel a joy and a peace that settles all my worries. 
I feel a purpose. I feel a sense of belonging. I feel alive and in my element. When I got called at 2 a.m. to do a suicide assessment on a kid that was in foster care, my initial thought was, well, tomorrow's going to be a bad day because I'm not getting any sleep tonight. But every single time without fail, when I got those calls, when I got to the houses of those kids, when I sat with them, when I talked with them, when I cried with them, when I was there with them, I left that house feeling so much peace that I did the right thing, that my time wasn't wasted, that you know what? My sleep didn't matter in that moment because that kid is alive. And I didn't do it. They did. They made the decision to not end their life and I'm proud of them. And I'm thankful that I am a small piece in the puzzle of why they're still here today. It's not about me. It's never been about me. And when I get fixated on what I don't have and what I can't do and when I, you know, am tired and I can't sleep because I'm worried and blah, 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 of course it's going to stress me out. And of course it's going to make me mad. And no job is perfect. No field is perfect. Whatever. But let me just say this. Life is never going to give you everything you want. You're never going to feel fully satisfied. You're never going to be permanently content. There's always going to be more money to be made. There's always going to be more money to spend. There's always going to be more things that you want. There's always going to be more goals to achieve, maybe grades to earn or improve on, pounds to lose, pounds to gain, whatever your goals are. There's always going to be something else. But we only have the opportunities to love and serve the people in front of us while they're in front of us. There's no guarantee that when you drive past that homeless person that he's going to be there tomorrow for you to feed him or that he's going to be there for anyone else. And there's no guarantee that the person behind you is going to choose to be there for him either. You only have that opportunity as it's happening. There's no guarantee that a loved one will still be around to pick up the phone some other time. There's no guarantee that there's going to be that opportunity to talk to them. And I'm not trying to be morbid, but I'm telling you, like, we don't have a set amount of time that's guaranteed with each person in our lives. Relationships and friendships, if you don't prioritize them, if you don't nurture them, they'll die off. You won't always be able to make up for being absent in your kid's life. You won't always be able to make up for being resentful towards your siblings. You don't always get those chances. So I'm challenging myself to shift my focus and priorities each day. Instead of thinking about all the things I have to get done, looking around and seeing all the people I can be there for, all the people I can encourage and love and just be available to as I go about my day-to-day. I'm not going to quit my job just to go around being nice to people. Like, I'm not an idiot. I still have to eat. I still have to do my job. I still have to pay bills, whatever. But instead of trying to fit people and trying to fit opportunities to do good for others into my busy schedule of to-dos, I'm going to make people the schedule, make people the priority, and I will do my daily tasks as I'm loving people, as I'm serving people. It's not about me anymore, and I'm honestly so sick of me because, call me crazy, but I'm just not that important to me anymore. And I know I don't always get it right, and I know that I, just like anyone else, can be selfish and needy and whatever, But all in all, I want to live a life that's not about any certain accomplishment, that's not about any certain award or goal. My ambition is to be the best daughter, the best life partner, the best mother someday, the best church member, the best therapist I can be for the people in my life. And that's not measured by grades or paychecks or whatever. It's measured by me walking away from each person I see, knowing that I gave them my best. And that's just that's the tea. That's my goals. That's it. (laughs) I know not everyone feels the same way and that's totally fine, but I just really think that when you break down, for those of you that are believers, when you break down Jesus's day-to-day life, he chose people over every to-do and over every mundane thing in his schedule. He made time to heal people on the sides of the street while he was on his way to doing what he needed to do. He had a day job. He was a carpenter. He got stuff done. He fished. 
whatever. But anytime the opportunity came up to put others first above his priorities of his to-do lists, he took it. And that's my new goal because everyone is included and everyone is valued and everyone is deserving of a smile and a helping hand and a good job and a whatever. I'm sick of saying things like, let's get this bread. Let's get it done. Let's cross this thing off my to-do list. I'm done with that. But instead it's, how can I be there for you? I don't know. That's just me. Okay, so it was a couple days ago. I had a busy day. I hadn't been home much in my new apartment that I'm still getting used to. And I come home and it's like dusk. The sun is setting. My brain cells are retiring. I walk right past it. I turn the light on. I pivot. And let me tell you, our eyes lock. He is giving me a look of wisdom and old age. And I think he genuinely thought that that was his apartment and that I was just passing through. Like, you would have thought he signed the lease with the way he looked at me. And he just made circles around my kitchen. Like, this is my land. Walls of Jericho. We will take over. But he's like alone. And he's making very small circles. But he thinks he's big. And I'm just weeping, guys. I'm weeping like a baby. Because I can't handle things like this. So I call my boyfriend. I call my dad. I call my landlord. I call my best friend. I call my best friend's husband. I call my other best friend. I call a guy friend of mine that is over an hour away and I shoot every shot I can think to shoot guys because I'm not dealing with this on my own. My man had his own plan when he called me. He was like, this is what you need to do. But I didn't like that idea because he wanted me to leave my apartment and leave this intruder unattended to go get supplies to handle it. And I couldn't do that. I could not take my eyes off of this thing because he would not take his eyes off of me. And I'm not going to lose to some stupid little four-legged furry looking thing that thinks he runs my life. No. We're not going to do that. So I knew I had to stay posted up. I knew I did. So I called my dad back and I was like, look, I'm going to do something about this. There is nothing else that anyone can do for me. I am stuck in a situation where no one can help me. So I need you to help me. And he was like, I can't help you. And I said, I need you to try. And he said, okay, we're going to pray. So he prayed over me. He prayed that I would have courage and discernment and that I would do the right thing and that it would get done. And I was like, wow, what a good dad. And so he's like, I'm going to stay on the line with you. I need you to grab a frying pan. And I said, Dad, I'm not grabbing a frying pan because if I beat this thing with a frying pan, that means I'm going to be in close enough proximity to beat this thing with a frying pan. And if I'm in close enough proximity to beat this thing with a frying pan, he's in proximity to end my life. That's not happening, Dad. If you love me at all as your daughter and you want me to live to see the light of tomorrow, you're not going to make me pick up this frying pan. And he said, Jesslyn McCann, let's pick up the frying pan. Yes, sir. I have the frying pan in one hand. And he said, now I need you to put the phone down, put your headphones in. You're going to double grip, double fist this frying pan. I said, okay. He said, now where is it? And I said, it is sitting next to my trash can, which it has decided is its kingdom. And he said, okay. So you're going to have to do a quick one, two. You're going to have to move the trash can and you're going to have to whack a dude. And I said, okay, which obviously I'm paraphrasing. My dad doesn't talk like this. He's in his sixties, but whatever, go with me. It's for the story. So I'm like, okay, all right. While I am weeping, and I mean like snot coming out of my nose like a horse, like I am crying in ways I haven't cried in so long because I'm scared, but I'm also disappointed in myself. And I'm also annoyed that my apartment has an unwanted guest and I haven't even been here for a week. So with one swift motion, I move the trash can. Whoosh! This thing doesn't move. And I'm thinking, these little guys are supposed to be quick. Why is he just sitting here? And then it hits me. He's an idiot. I have a shot. So I like, my hands are shaking, guys. I'm trembling and crying with this big old frying pan in my hand. And my dad just on the phone, bless his heart, he's like, all right, 
You ready? Now this is how he actually talks. You ready, sweetie? One, two, three. And I whack a dude. I mean, flat on the ground. Wow. It was awesome. And then I cry some more because I felt like an idiot. Also, I should mention I'm upstairs. So when I'm whacking something on the ground, my neighbor is just like, great. Love this new chick. So I put the pan down. I pick up a pot and the lid in case it's not dead. I scoop it up into the pot and my dad then says, okay, do you have it in the pot? And I said, yes. He said, do you have the lid on it in case it's not dead? I said, yes. He said, all right, now go to the bathroom. And I said, no, we are not doing this. And he said, Jesslyn, there's no other way. And I said, okay. So (laughs) you guys are thinking she's making this way more dramatic. No, I kid you not. This was an hour long epidemic in my life. Like this was just as dramatic for me. Like, I know for you all, it's probably not a big deal. But I'm not even trying to emphasize the story. I literally scooped it up in a pot. I walk it to the bathroom. And he said, all right, in one swift motion, he really likes that word. He's like, you're going to dump it in the toilet and flush it. Now watch it go down. He really did say that with his little Southern Kentucky accent. Make sure you watch it go down. So, I, okay, I have to continue to make eye contact with this thing. And I do. Whoosh, whoosh, All right, it goes down. (laughs) That's my crappy impression of a mouse flushing down the toilet. (laughs) So guys, um, this week I've achieved a multitude of things, one of which is hitting a mouse with a frying pan and flushing it down the toilet. Now, I understand that that I could have gotten a mouse trap or animal control. Listen, animal control, I called them. They were rude. They said, we won't come out there for at least $400. I said, it is one singular mice. No, thank you. I called my landlord. They said, please leave a message after the beep. I said, no. So I called emergency maintenance and they said, please leave a message after the beep. Okay. What if this had been a legitimate emergency? Like, I don't know. I'm on fire. Like, I don't know, whatever. So I tried everything. I tried to get people to come help me catch it. I did everything, but I knew that only one of us was going to live in this apartment. And I knew that if I had the opportunity to win, I was going to take it thanks to my father. So I did a little whack-a-mole flush ratatouille down the toilet. It is what it is. I know you're going to cancel me because you like animals. And that's totally fine. I love animals. I grew up on a farm. My favorite are baby goats. They just make me feel alive. I love horses. I love animals. I really do. And I don't seek to harm any living thing. However, whose apartment is it? Mine or his? Well, I'm the one paying rent. So if it's his, he owes me about $1,000. So, (laughs) whoops. No, I did what I had to do. Now, of course, after I flushed Ratatouille down the toilet, I went to Lowe's got some mouse traps, emailed my landlord and was like, hey, I don't know if you guys like to treat apartments for mice, but like I got one. So if you guys could like treat this place for mice, that'd be fantastic. And she responded with, yes, of course, see you Monday. And I was like, I'm not waiting a whole week, but I guess I am, whatever. So yeah, this week <laughs> I hit a mouse with a frying pan and flushed it on the toilet. Listen, I only did what I could do. And in my defense, as any young person will tell you, I just did what my parents told me to do. I don't know. Listen, my man tried to get an attitude with me and tried to yell at me and tell me, which, okay, he doesn't think he's yelling. He's just talking loud enough to where he can hear himself. What he doesn't understand is for him to hear himself, my neighbors have to hear him too. So he was yelling at me, whatever. So while he was yelling at me, I put my phone down, walked away, picked it back up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to hang up now because it's already done. I don't need this from you. So not everyone, like my best friend, I called her and told her what I did. And she's like, you could have just said it free in the woods and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, true. I could have. All right. There were other options. But in that moment, you guys, I'm not even exaggerating. I was so emotionally distressed. There was no like logic. There was just 
adrenaline and like some kind of get her done energy inside of me that like this situation needed to be resolved. So I did what I did. I'm sorry to those of you that love animals, to those of you that love watching me struggle. You're welcome for that mental picture of me crying, standing on a dining room chair on the phone with my dad for 30 minutes, then hopping off the dining room chair, whacking him, flushing him, and then crying on my floor for 30 more minutes because I felt like an idiot for getting so worked up over something so stupid. There's your, there it is. Enjoy that. Replay that in your mind as much as you need, whatever. (laughs) All right. Yeah, cool. So that's this week's episode. I will see you all in two weeks. And I just want to say, as always, thank you so, so much for your support, for your attention, for your listens, downloads, whatever. Thank you so much. You guys mean the world to me. And I just want to say that, as always, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at It's Jesslyn. The show's on Instagram at Since No One Asked underscore Jesslyn. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any ideas, any questions about a little girl in the big city with no common sense because that's what this is about to be. And I just, listen, I can't wait to tell you all how well this is going. There's no stopping it.